Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. I am so sorry for my inconsistency the last couple weeks, okay? I'm so, so sorry. If you are a weekly listener, I am so sorry right off the bat. I have been playing catch up. My mental health has high key been eh, okay? It just hasn't been super great. Um, coming back from traveling and everything and I wanted to make sure that I stayed as consistent as possible during that time while also giving myself the minute that I needed in the midst of traveling in the midst of coming down from traveling and then I planned a podcast immediately after I got home and then like I needed a, like I just needed a minute you know what I'm saying bottom line so this is your reminder if you need a minute let yourself take it it's really not going to be the end of the world. I knew that all of you would understand and you guys would not really want me to have a podcast episode. I don't think if I wasn't doing amazing. So this is me coming back in to give you guys what I have been depriving you of. This week, we're going to be talking about 26 lessons that I learned in 26 years in honor of my 26th birthday. Because of me traveling again, that was May 13th was my birthday. But we are covering this today just because I wanted to have a birthday episode, but I was in Pennsylvania during that time and so many different things, but hey, better late than never, even though tomorrow is June 1st, okay, as I'm recording this, still going to give you the 26 lessons or 26 of the lessons. I've learned so many things. It was so hard to narrow it down that I've learned in 26 years. Genuinely, when I was making this list, I was going to record that day, but I'm telling you like where I've been at mentally, like that was even hard for me to do in that place because I was just like running on E and just not getting enough sleep and just doing too much and you know a million different things but basically when I went to do this though and write this list out I wrote the first 26 that came to my head there's so many lessons that I could give you guys I feel like I've evolved so much over the past couple years and I'm still evolving that is the whole point of this freaking podcast that I like you're constantly evolving you're always going to be growing going through something changing learning all the things so I probably will do like several different episodes on lessons things that I've learned or whatever I also really want to do an episode like in the next coming weeks on anxiety and just my own personal struggle with it over the years and how it affects my everyday life and tips that I have because I know I've talked about wanting to do an anxiety episode for a minute kind of talking about regular anxiety, all types of anxiety, but social anxiety as well. And I just feel like it could be helpful for people just to understand that like this is a normal thing and it's okay to feel that way um, any types of ways that you do, but not allowing those feelings to keep you where you're at. That's a little side note. So if you guys want that episode, let me know because I'll make sure I do it within the next couple ones. But again, same situation, different week. Anything that you ever want to hear from me on the podcast or if there's a certain thing that you're dealing with in your life and you want me to like go more in detail on my experience with it or whatever, please message me. Linked in the show notes will be an email to message me on or get a hold of me on Instagram somewhere. Just tell me because I really want to make sure that I'm giving you guys what you want while also like touching on things that are easy for me to talk about because I like to kind of talk about certain things that I'm struggling with in my everyday life with you guys or things that I just feel like are things that I'm are just kind of fresh on my mind that week because it's just so much more natural for me to kind of go off about something like that. But let's get right into it. I'll do a life update at the end, a little bit more in detail, kind of what I was touching on in the beginning, but I'm going to try to keep this episode shorter. Okay. So I might be a little bit brief with my points that I'm giving you because I'm listing off 26 different lessons that I've learned. I'll give a little bit about each, but I'm going to try to keep it just moving along to make it quick and easy for you to listen to. Starting off with lesson number one, if it's overwhelming, focus on that one thing that you need to do in that moment. 
okay? By doing that, you're able to stay fully in this moment and go from there. This helps you to stay fully present in the moment and enjoy it as much as possible without the extra stress of all of your other responsibilities. And you will notice that you're genuinely enjoying the littlest of things that you're doing way more and appreciating those moments instead of just thinking about what's coming up next week, what's coming up in an hour. Be in that freaking moment. Like if whenever I find myself most overwhelmed and stressed out, oh my God, like I'm always just, I'm 17 steps ahead. Like I need to just sit down, breathe, take a minute, fill up my cup every single time. So if it's overwhelming again, Focus on the one thing in front of you, whatever it is you're doing. So even if you have a super busy day ahead of you, but right now you're making breakfast, that's the most important thing for you to do at the moment. Make a breakfast that you're excited to eat, that brings you joy, that gets you fueled for the day instead of being so busy that you forget to eat your breakfast, which causes you to then feel like crap the rest of the day, tired, fatigued, not have energy, headache, who knows, you know? But my point is by focusing on that one thing in front of you, it will kind of make that thing, even if it is something that you're not necessarily looking forward to, more enjoyable because your all is in that moment instead of half of you being in that moment, half of you being in the future, if that makes sense. So if you need to sit down and pay your bills and that's just overwhelming for you, which I understand that it can be, or even um, you have to pay your bills, but then you have to do a million things after, just focus on paying your bills. And just like put your phone on do not disturb and focus on that one thing and just get it done. Even if it takes 25 extra minutes because like it's really hard for some reason. I get it. I've had moments where my attention span just isn't it. And even though I want to do that one thing, a lot of times certain things that we do in our everyday life will bring us a sense of discomfort, which is why we try to look for our phone right away or we try to look for a distraction or we try to go for the TV. Things like that just keep us constantly stimulated. So my point is we need to get rid of all the like excess stimulation and just focus on that one thing in front of us. Your dog needs to go outside, go outside with your dog and wall. And like, instead of just letting him out, go out there and stand for a second and allow the sun to beam on your skin and notice how good that feels. And it's just little reminders like that, that just reminds you that one, you're alive and two, it's really not that serious. It's not that deep. And by focusing on the one thing right in front of you at that time, it keeps you present again. And overall, it helps you to limit unnecessary stress because I know I'm so guilty of putting myself under the most unnecessary stress. Like, I don't even want to know what my cortisol levels would be. Like, if I don't even know if there's a way to check that, but I know for a fact, like, I just have myself under stress a lot even like just self-inflicted stress like it doesn't need to be as severe as it is but unfortunately i know i do it to myself so i'm sure other people are doing it to themselves too number two you teach people how to treat you this often happens early on in the forming of whatever type of relationship it is it could be a friendship it could be a relationship by politely knowing your boundaries prioritizing yourself and standing up for yourself when necessary it shows people what they can and can't get away with which ultimately weeds out relationships that don't align or aren't worthy of space in your life how you treat people will often be matched how you treat yourself will also be matched so if you're treating somebody with disrespect they're not going to be nice to you they're going to come back at you tenfold with the same type of disrespect if not worse if you aren't treating yourself with respect other people are going to see that whether they even realize it or not but they're subconsciously going to change the way that they i think honestly interact with you by the way that you choose to show up and prioritize yourself and your needs. It's so important to make sure that we are showing up for ourselves every single day, staying on track with our goals, no matter what type of relationship we're in, whether it's 
a really stressful time in our lives, whether it is a new relationship that we're getting into, whatever it may be, you need to ground yourself in you because you are the only thing you have at the end of the day. It's all about the way that we show up for ourselves. It's all about the ways that we keep our promises to ourselves, stay self-disciplined because if we don't have anything going for us and we don't know where our life is going and we don't even know what goals we want, like it's a really, 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 really hard place to be in. And it's really hard to know who you are in those moments. And it's really hard to feel good about yourself, which then is going to bleed onto all your other relationships as well. So by putting your all into you, everybody in your life will not only love that for you and want that for you, but they will respect you just as much for doing that. People want you to prioritize yourself. And if somebody's mad at you for prioritizing yourself in a moment that you truly need it more than anything, they're not somebody that you want in your life. Okay. So bottom line, you teach others how to treat you. So let's say that you know that planning your calendar in advance is something that's really important to you, right? This is just an example. Planning in advance is important to you, maybe for your work schedule, your weekly schedule, in order to make plans with people, you know what I mean, or whatever. By you just saying that and voicing that to someone, if they care about you, you'll notice that they will prioritize your needs the way that you're prioritizing your own needs, which is only going to make your life easier, better, and it's going to show you that that person really cares about you and respects you and your time as well, which is only good things, only green flags. So, you know what I mean? If someone's planning something ahead of time because they know that you're busy and they want to see you, amazing. But my point is sometimes in those moments, I'm kind of talking from a dating standpoint right now, but if you, let's say that's a need of yours where you need to plan and that someone's showing up, that person's showing up and they're willing to do that, that's amazing. If somebody's not willing to do that, you know what I mean? And you allow it to happen time and time and time again, and you make excuses and you let it slide. They're going to think they can get away with that behavior. That's my point. So when you have a boundary, when you have a non-negotiable, stand up for yourself, hold your ground. And I promise you, they will fall in line right behind. If there's someone who's meant to be in your life and they're worthy of that, you know, because I mean, a lot of people aren't going to want to do that, but if they care about you and they're interested, they will. This also goes hand in hand with maybe if you're um, not feeling super confident that day. If you show up super not great, people are going to notice and not that it matters, but I think that there's a way of going about your day. Even if you know it's a day where you're feeling not so good about yourself, still show up as confidently as you possibly can. You're going to see that other people will still match that. And like, it'll just make your day better. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know if that makes sense, but there have been days where I feel really down on myself or like just insecure and, you can, you can feel it in yourself when you're feeling that way, but I've tried to change it. So if I ever am feeling that way, I can just flip it and try to act against it because the longer we allow ourselves to sit in that in a moment when we really don't have the time to, it's only going to hurt us. It's not going to help us. So just trying to do what we can with the situation that we're in with whatever we're feeling. And like, if you're out in public or whatever, just stand tall instead of cowering. You know what I mean? Or if you notice your stance is looking a little like, you know what I mean? Your body language is one thing, but the way that you speak and look at others is another thing. So if you're avoiding eye contact with people, try to really change that and just make eye contact because by a lot of times by us just having our own shit going on and we're kind of like just shitting on our own potential and our own goals and our own growth, like things that could happen to us that could be really cool out and about just by making like contact with a stranger or something, making eye contact. You never know whose day that's going to make. And you never know what type of blessings you're blocking from not showing up as your best self, even in those hard moments. And it's hard. Believe me, I deal with this right now to this day here and there. There are certain times where maybe it's harder for you to show up as the you that you know you are 
but trying your hardest to just stand in your confident energy. Because my point about this is people mirror other people. So this all goes back with the, they t- you teach people how to treat you. If you're showing up confidently and making eye contact and like just very good in your interaction, even if maybe that interaction might be hard for you, it's not going to appear to be hard and that person's going to come back and match that energy. And then the more you do that thing, the more that genuinely happens all the time. So don't give up on yourself in hard moments. You teach others how to treat you. Number three, home is where you're happy. It's not where you aren't free. So this is actually a tattoo of mine and it's on my ribs. This was the first tattoo I ever got. I was 18 years old. But the reason that this is a lesson that I've learned in my years is because this was so crucial for me in a time of my life in high school when I genuinely felt like home was not somewhere that I was happy. Um, And I think anybody with a certain family dynamic can understand that and maybe get it to a certain degree. But my point with this is that in general, no matter where you are in life, home is where you're happy. It's not where you are not free. If you ever feel like you are not free to be yourself, you ever feel like you are being held back in some way, you cannot fully express yourself or be you in a certain environment, in a certain place, around certain people, it is not your home. You are not meant to stay there. You're probably just passing through. Number four, kind of goes hand in hand a little bit with that one, but not really. Family doesn't have to be blood. If you are someone who doesn't have a strong family dynamic, or maybe you do, and maybe you met some of the best friends of your life or strangers that became such crucial people in your life, that's what I'm saying. Like, if your family dynamic isn't what you want it to be, I want you to know that doesn't mean you don't have family. I, I've been upfront about my family dynamic before. I don't feel like I have that, you know what I mean? A super strong family dynamic or anything like that. But I am so blessed in terms of my friends. Like I couldn't have better friends. I could not be more lucky in my life with the cards I've been dealt to have such amazing people in my everyday life. Like I'm blessed. Abby, my best friend of 15 years, not only do I have her and her husband and her baby, but I also have her entire family. And I think it hits so much different whenever you're someone who can relate to the things that I'm saying. Whenever you don't have a home or you don't have a home, you don't have a place that feels like home all the time, it really feels good when you find a sense of security without even really looking for it. Like I'm so, so grateful that I found that. But my point is I was so blessed with them and I made great friends down here in Texas, like Shelby and all my other friends. Like just in general, I feel like I have it really well for what, my you know, situation is, and I still do have good relationships within my family. It's just not the typical situation. So even if family's hard for you, it's hard to communicate with them. They drive you crazy. You can't actually fully talk about anything that you want to talk about with them. And you don't feel like they actually understand you and or know you. I understand what that's like. And it can be lonely, but at the same time, you are so strong, I bet. I bet you're so strong if you can relate to me because I think I kind of don't even give myself enough credit at times for the strength that I have and how I've continued to carry myself over the years, even in like dark, crappy times. Like I'm not out here giving up. Okay. We're out here trying to figure it out. And there's so much that comes with what I'm talking about too, without going too off track, but there's so much like generational trauma and there's so many like things that you get from those types of problems in your life you know whenever things don't just aren't just what you want them to be and they're not just like what you see everyone else has so moral of the story family is not always blood so even if it's not blood just know that you are loved and you have family and even if you have family you know what I mean you get the point family is family obviously but at the same time so are people that do not have the same blood type as you they're not your relative 
Number five, routine is so important. I'm not kidding. It really is. Okay. And you may or may not struggle with mental health. You may or may not struggle with your routine, but let me just tell you as somebody who does have her own struggles with mental health, my routine is so important. Like if I don't have a routine in place, something that I know I'm going to do each and every day, that's going to make me feel good by that for me, it's moving my body and just like taking my certain supplements in the morning, knowing when I'm having breakfast, walking my dog, listening to a podcast, always doing something just to get my mind right. Because those little things are so important. And whenever I don't have the time or somehow I get knocked out of my routine because I'm traveling or something happens, I feel that so hard. And obviously I'm going to travel and I'm going to go places and I'm not going to be doing that all the time. But my point is the little things that you do in your everyday life, the routine that you have, you might not even notice how significant it is, but really trying to keep your sleep schedule on a routine if you can, making sure you're getting eight hours of sleep. So crucial. Like having a routine in that way where you're just fueling your body with good food, good sleep, rest, chilling, all those things by giving yourself that love and that care you're going to be so much better mentally and it's only going to help you reach your goals more. So just prioritizing your routine. And if you know that there's certain things that you need to get done during the week, prioritize them before you go and do other things that might throw you off track and get you farther away from your goals. It's always important to get your goals done or get the things done that help you achieve those goals within the week before you go and do other things. I'm just speaking from experience. Okay. I'm literally, I told you at the beginning of the episode that I've been all out of sorts. My routine has been all out of sorts. Okay. Routine is so important. And I knew that always, but I didn't realize as much until my career that I was used to doing turned into a temporary one that the schedule's everywhere, which is like fine. But then on top of that, my routine in general is like non-existent. I had to create that, created a morning and a nighttime routine that saved my life. Okay. But on top of that, now I have another job and another career path that literally is so inconsistent and I have to like come up with the routine. It's just like so much. So just like finding routine and whatever, however this applies to your life and keeping it on point for you because you will just thrive with routine. I swear to God. Routine brings consistency, baby. Okay. Which brings growth, which brings just overall, you're going to just notice it in yourself, whether it's mind, body, mental or physical, you will notice. Number six, the best kind of love comes from dogs. I mean this, okay? It is unconditional love. Your dog loves you more than anything. And maybe if you don't have a dog, your pet loves you more than anything. It's just the best kind of love. It doesn't matter how bad of a day you had. They are just there for you, just to hug you and love you and nothing's better. So just a little reminder to never take advantage of that form of love in your life because we really need to be taking more time, I think. And I'm speaking for myself just to hug my dog and prioritize cuddles and those things because like they're not always going to be here. And that's like the sad part about that. I think in general, some people that suck, unfortunately, like they can be the crappiest person. They're probably going to live way longer. You know what I mean? And then you have your angel baby. Okay. Who only lives so long and Marshall's right next to me right now. And I'm so grateful for him. So just a little reminder, the best kind of love comes from dogs. I'm so, so grateful for Marshall. I don't even know where I'd be, to be honest with you, if I didn't decide to get him when I did, which was back in college. I want to say it was 2018. He's five years old and I don't like that because I'm like, you're five. Like what? 
but it's just so important to really just not take anyone for granted in our lives, but especially your animals, because like we don't have them as long and not to make this depressing, but just to use that as such a reminder to like, just hug your pet. Like not everyone's fortunate enough to have their baby. You know what I mean? Anymore. Um, so just doing that and just let them know how much you love them because they're the best, the best ever. Number seven, finding a way to move your body daily is crucial for your mental health. If you aren't moving your body at all right now, I'm going to assume, I don't know, I'm assuming that you're probably not doing so good, okay? If you don't have any type of exercise in your life, if you don't have a physical outlet for you to move your body in some way and get that energy out, it doesn't have to be anything super, like, crazy. Like, just go on a walk. Like, do a daily walk. I've been going on daily walks for years and they have genuinely been the backbone to my mental health just a one or two mile walk every day and like think about it it goes hand in hand with my last one if you do have a pet or you have a dog I do it for him like I always did it for Marshall but like it also has benefited me so much and I also do it for myself now I'll go and listen to a podcast and I'll walk Marshall it's great for him because he's getting the exercise that he needs but it's also so good for me because it's such a good mental reset and I just can't say enough good things about just getting outside and going on a walk. Even if you can't get outside trying to walk on the treadmill, maybe if you have one at your house or whatever, but taking it a step further, working out. It doesn't matter what kind of movement you're doing, a movement that you like, trying new things, trying new classes. It could be working out in the gym with weights. You could be weightlifting. You could be competitive lifting. You could be um, hiking every single day out in the mountains somewhere. You could be swimming. You, it doesn't matter. Spin classes, Pilates, yoga, whatever it is, find a movement that makes you excited to get up each and every day and also move your body and just make you feel good overall. I'm literally looking at my muscles right now while I'm doing this in this mirror in front of me. And it's just one, it makes you so, it makes you feel so good about yourself. Cause like I got some big muscles. Okay. And how did I get that hard work and dedication, which has also helped me a lot mentally. And it just helps you physically. If you have any type of um, anxiety and stuff, it really helps with that. And it really helps just keep you in the present moment. And it helps get that excess energy out of your body that otherwise could just be causing even more stress. So finding a way to move your body is just the best thing that you could do for your mental health. Number eight, to truly get to know yourself fully, you have to be open to self-reflection. This could be asking yourself questions, journaling, spending alone time or anything else that you could think of. But genuinely over the past couple years I've given myself one I live alone so that's one thing and I've lived alone for years but it's really important I think just to allow yourself to have that alone time each and every day even if it's for like 20 minutes just to like reflect about your day reflect about your goals and just really get to know yourself and for who you are and asking yourself questions is how you again learn to get to know yourself which then helps you allow yourself to be more vulnerable in friendships or relationships. If you don't ask yourself the hard questions, how are you going to like expect yourself to like want to do that with someone else? It's so important for you to love yourself on your own before you love someone else, but you don't always have to do it in that order. You can always be with someone and like learn to love yourself that way. If it's something that you're still working on. But my point is really prioritizing your needs and getting to know yourself because you might think, you know, you, but until you sit down and actually journal with like, a journal, okay? A journal with a journal, LOL. But if you sit down and journal with like, we're not really strangers, like questions or anything, you learn so much. Like I love playing question games with my friends or whatever, just cause it's so, so good to build your relationships with those people. But you also learn so much about yourself in the process. So just really making sure that you're finding ways to get to know yourself 
each and every day over the years, you, you will be way more confident and way more in touch with you and your purpose. I think everybody in the world needs to be doing that and journaling more. I need to work on journaling more. I do journal, but like I need to be like mind dumping more because I think in stressful situations, I don't journal. And then, you know what I mean? I try to do it all the time, but in really stressful times, I don't do it as much, which just doesn't really help, you know? So really making sure you're taking the time to do that is really going to help you in all areas of your life. Number nine, just because you want it doesn't mean you should have it. There's always something better on the way. So it doesn't matter how much you think that you want that person, that job, that dog, who knows? I don't know. You know what I mean? But like whatever it is that you want so badly that you're trying to achieve, if it's not working out consistently and all you're getting is like one bad gut feelings or like, you know what I mean? You're getting a lot of negative signs, red flags, whatever about maybe any of those things. It's, it's not working against you. It's working for you. You can want somebody so bad and think that they're your person, but if they're not your person, that's not going to make them your person just because you want them to be, you know, like if it's not meant to be, it's not going to be. And if it's meant to be, it surely will be. And you won't have to do anything to make it yours. What is yours is meant for you. It's already yours. Okay. So I, I've been in these situations before where I literally thought someone was like my person and they just weren't, you know, and it felt like the end of the world in those moments. But looking back on things now, it's the best hindsight is freaking 20, 20, 25 out of 20. I don't know. It's really good. Okay. So whenever you're looking back, you just see the things that you couldn't see in those moments. So if you're in a time right now where it's so hard, so hard to get through certain things, just know the reason it's not working is because you're not yet in that place where you're meant to be. You're still in the process of figuring it out. If it's not working with someone, probably not it right now at least. And you will find the things that are meant for you. So just try to look at that situation, whatever situation you might be in in your life at the moment, as positively as possible. Because staying in a negative mindset about it is not going to do anything except just get you farther and farther away from yourself, your goals, and the things that are actually meant for you. But obviously, if you're upset about anything, allow yourself to be sad. That's not what I mean. But if you're sulking or you're too upset, and by that I mean too upset, I'm speaking for my own sake. I think I've been harping on the little violin a little too much. And not to say that I don't deserve to, but only you can do things for yourself. So if you find yourself in a situation where you are just not doing so hot, you really got to be the one to pick yourself up. And I know that you can do it. And I have so much faith in you. So just know you got this, whatever it is you're going through. That's just a little side, uh, side note pep talk, I guess, that I decided to give you there, but it applies. Number 10, everyone can benefit from therapy and it will change your life for the better. People think they don't need to go to therapy because they don't think they need to. And that's everyone's, you know what I mean? That is totally up to anybody. But just know... Maybe you might not think there's something going on, but the second you start talking to someone that's licensed to talk to you about your problems and your life, they will uncover things about yourself that you weren't even maybe aware of. And therapy is, doesn't mean that you have to be in a, like a state of crisis to go to. Obviously, it's important in all stages of your life, but it can be so beneficial for you, even on the good times in your life where there's really nothing going on. You can just chill and like get to know yourself, even like other little things about you. And I can't wait until I'm at that point in therapy where I'm kind of chilling. But unfortunately, that's not where I'm at. <laughs> I feel like I have things that I'm always working through and growing through and that's normal. So I want you to know that if it's something you've been considering and you know that you have things in your life you're struggling with, please reach out and try to do it. I know it's not super easy to figure out how to find a therapist. So I made a entire episode on how to find a therapist 
therapist and talking about therapy and my own experience with it. So if you want to check that one out, go down. I don't know exactly what episode it is. One second. It's episode number 10. But I promise you, trying therapy, it might not be the best fit for you the first time you do it. Maybe if you don't like the person right away, just know that you need to keep trying it on just like you would in a freaking shoe. Okay, sometimes you put a shoe on and it doesn't fit the way you want it to. Maybe you don't like the way it looks. Next. You know what I mean? Same thing happens when it comes to a therapist or when it comes to someone you're dating. You know what I mean? It's just a normal thing of life, unfortunately. But once you find the right therapist, it's going to be so easy and so nice for you to, one, look forward to it. And also, even though it is uncomfortable, you are working through those things in your life, which is only going to help you and future you and the future people in your life love you so much more because you're going to be healed. You're going to be more healed. And I think hurt people hurt people. And we don't want to be hurt people hurting people for the rest of our lives. I think it's really brave and really strong of people that have went through anything or if, even if you haven't went through something that you would identify as traumatic in your life, by getting to therapy and just trying it and seeing what you think, it could change your life and it could change the whole trajectory of your life. So I really encourage you to try it at least once. And I want you to know it's cool to do. It's so fun and you can view it as a class almost. You're going to learn about yourself each week, which again, the more that you know yourself, the better you will show up in your relationships with other people and more confidently too. It feels really good to take care of yourself and like fill your own cup. The only times that I really find myself in a bad bad place with that is when I know I'm not doing so and I'm trying to pour from an empty cup. So take that as you will. Number 11, a clean space equals a clean mind. So if you have a messy space, you will always be way more stressed out. If I am struggling, I will know it because my house is messy for real. If I'm at a point where I'm really not doing well, it's because I'm, I'm too stressed out that I'm not even cleaning my house. Like that's why now I didn't always used to be this way, but I would say back until like last August or so, I did not have a good cleaning habit. Like I, when I was stressed, my dishes would pile up. I hate doing the dishes. I never enjoyed it. My dishes would pile up, which no one likes that. Whenever you have two sinks full of dishes and it's like on your counter, the more you see it, the more it stresses you out. And if you don't have time in your day to deal with it, you know what I mean? You're not going to, you're not going to have time in your day to go ham on the dishes. You know what I mean? So by doing a little bit each day, that really helps. And just by creating a cleaning routine that makes you excited. So you're not just cleaning, like put on a podcast or put on like a good playlist and put your AirPods in while you're cleaning. And it, you really can bang it out really quickly. You really can. So just really trying to do that. I promise if you do, you'll notice how much your freaking mental health improves as well. Always, dude. I had a bunch of orders I had to ship out last night that were just on my kitchen table that have been stressing me out for weeks. Went and shipped all of them today, a weight off my freaking shoulders, okay? One, not having to see it in my house, but also it's like a task that you need to do. So it kind of goes hand in hand with your tasks. If you have things that you need to be doing that you keep pushing off, you have all these little... Um, what are they called? You have all these little like pop-up windows in your head. Okay. Imagine like browser windows. Whenever you're on your computer, you have so many of those opened up in your mind from little things that you were not putting, like you're not taking the time to do. So another little side note, which I've told you guys before, if it takes less than two minutes, do it right now. You will notice that that shit changes your life. I never let mail sit anymore. I open it up on the way into my house and kind of throw the trash out before I even get into my house and my trash bins outside. And just the way that you choose to live, it's like living a healthy lifestyle in terms of eating. You know how like you aren't limiting yourself. If you have a healthy lifestyle, you're just making healthy choices. Same thing goes for cleaning. 
you have a healthy lifestyle in terms of your cleaning habits. You have a clean lifestyle. You aren't letting things pile up. And whenever you notice that a lot of things are piling up, you prioritize that and decide to take the time to do all that stuff and get it out of the way so that it's not just sitting there because that's just going to add to your stress and your anxiety and all of it, I promise you. So really try that if you've been really stressed out recently. The first place that I always start when I need to reset my life, reset after traveling, reset anything is cleaning. And before I travel, I actually always make it a, like a means to have a clean house. That way I can come home to a clean house and decompress and then get back into my life as opposed to having to clean when you get home after traveling. No one wants to do that. Okay. So always just trying to tidy up. Even when I'm getting ready, I'll like tidy up. Like I try to never make messes in my house. I'm always tidying as I go. So I never have this huge thing to come back and tackle. You know what I mean? You will literally thank yourself forever if you work on your cleaning habits. So please, please, please do so. Okay. I, if you want me to, I will make a cleaning podcast all about it because I'm very actually passionate about this at this point in my life. Number 12, you have to learn to self soothe. I literally, that's like a tongue twister for me. Self soothe, self soothe. <laughs> you got to learn to self soothe in stressful or triggering moments instead of resorting to unhealthy coping mechanisms, patterns, or external validation. You can't expect someone else to do it for you. And once you figure out how to do it yourself, you will be unstoppable. If something constantly stresses you out, okay, doesn't matter what it is. If you constantly notice things about yourself getting thrown off track in your nervous system, it could be anxiety. It could be, um, just things in general that happen to trigger you maybe from your childhood and they really stress you out instead of coping maybe with alcohol in those moments or vaping in those moments or smoking in those moments or whatever, really try to find healthy ways to self-soothe and not to say that those aren't healthy, but I'm telling like, it's cool to do those things. I'm not saying anything about that, but if we're really working on ourselves and we're really trying to like do things for the better, we have to really figure out how to soothe ourselves in our, in our nervous systems, because that's something that I think, um, can be really hard, especially if you are anxious, you can't expect other people to calm you down and like soothe your nervous system in those moments. You have to learn how to get control of your own emotions and regulate yourself. It's nobody's job to do it for you. It's nobody's job to do anything in your life for you. And no one's going to, okay. I'm so sorry to tell you. It's like a really hard, it's like a hard hitting wake up call whenever you have that realization, because I think a lot of us subconsciously think that like nothing's that real or that serious until we learn for ourselves that like, Oh my God, like literally no one's here to help me. Like I actually have to figure this shit out myself, you know? So just learning how to do that. And by that, like you can self-soothe the ways I do it is taking a minute, getting off my phone, um, not talking to someone whenever I need to, like I, whenever I really need to chill out, I will try to not talk to someone. You can vent and talk to a friend, but you're not always going to have them readily available. So in those moments where you, where you don't have them available, trying to find a way to just chill out, meditate, go for a walk. You know what I mean? Chill out, find ways, just but try to just figure it out and find certain ways to do it yourself because if not, it will just continue coming back and coming back and coming back. And until you take the time to really look at yourself, like for real, eye to eye, right in the mirror and like see you for who you are, it's going to be really hard for you to fully heal the more you keep running and dissociating from a lot of the things that are bothering you in your life. You have to show up for yourself and you have to change the pattern. No one else is going to. So if you're trying to quit smoking, really, really try to commit to that for yourself too. I can't even speak on that because I've never smoked. Like I've never been addicted to nicotine or whatever, but I know a lot of people who are 
really trying to do that for yourself. You know what I mean? It's just one thing. Self-soothing in a different way even. And I didn't even mean to take it towards smoking, to be honest with you. I meant it more in like nervous system ways whenever I wrote this, but it kind of applies to that too. I know me, I used to cope very negatively with drinking, not in a way where I was an alcoholic or anything, but like I definitely would run from a lot of the shit that I dealt with on a day to day. So that's why where this is coming from. And that's why I'm telling you this because I've seen the way it's made me blind and numb to a lot of the issues that I'm struggling with in my day to day today, you know, and not to say that I'm like, I'm perfectly okay, but like everyone has their own shit they're working on and what they're growing through and everything. So, um, a lot of times whenever you're using something as a coping mechanism, it's masking the problem at hand. And if you can't see it, you can't fix it. And then like, how can you get real with yourself? You know, so the sooner you can get real with yourself, the better. Learning to self-soothe is so important because you really like you, you got you for the rest of your life. So you got to learn how to soothe your emotions, all of it so that you can take on hard things and really believe in yourself that you can do those things. Number 13, knowing your attachment style and love languages are so important to know what you need from others and what they need from you. Your attachment style can often be what's cock blocking you in several areas of your life. So let me talk about mine. (laughs) Um, In general, you can have certain attachment styles and I don't honestly know exactly where I fall on the scheme of things, but I sure know that I have an anxious one. Um, So I have an anxious attachment for sure. Um, Sometimes when it comes to relationships, which is not super amazing and like that's something that I am working on, but I'm noticing it in myself. It's mainly like, and it's not all relationships, but it's something that I definitely, you know what I mean, deal with. So I also think I have a secure attachment style at times too. So it really just depends um, kind of what the trigger is, what's happening. And oftentimes your attachment style comes from your childhood, how you were raised, what were you lacking as a child? Where was love not given? You know what I mean? Was love expected? Was it not? There's a lot of things, you know what I mean, that go hand in hand with that and like what you got used to receiving at a young age. So if you're curious about that, you can do certain tests and stuff online. There's a million podcasts on it. But I will try to do a podcast on that if you guys want because it really does interest me and I think it's it's really, really important to know. But once I got more comfortable with mine, it helps me because these things, you know what I mean, come up in dating. These things come up in just certain areas of my life where I'm able to understand myself more. So knowing your attachment style helps you fully understand you, which is so important. But also the person that you're with or even in your life or whatever, they might have different attachment styles than you, more than likely. You know what I mean? Or they might not, but because they're raised a different way. It can also come down to their emotional availability. There's like a million different things, you know what I mean, that could kind of be hand in hand with these, but it's really important to know that. And then I just think love languages is just another fun thing. These are fun ways to learn more about you and the people in your life and knowing how to show up for them too, because you might have certain love languages that they might have different ones. So if they have different ones, that tells you how they want to be loved. You know what I mean? And you can show up for them in those ways. Maybe quality time is your number one, maybe physical touch is their number one. You know what I mean? So just making an effort to touch them more or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's just like holding hands, things like that. So there's tons of quizzes online where you can get to know yours. Mine, my number one is quality time. Then I think words of affirmation, cause you have all of them just in different percentages. Um, and then 
Um, acts of service or physical touch. I think they're both pretty close and then gifts is last for me. So in general, it just helps you know more about the people in your life, especially if it's romantic, but I think it's so important to know your own. So I would like highly advise you to look into your own things like this because it just helps you know more and more about you and it, it all really does make sense. All right, unfortunately, I'm going a little bit longer than I was hoping to in this, so sorry. But number 14, moving across the country may come with a lot of lows, but it will bring so much growth. If you've ever wanted to move out of your hometown somewhere else and there's just been anything stopping you and you're ever given the opportunity to go ahead and do it, do it for yourself. It's gonna be really, really, really good, but it's not, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. There's a lot of growth that I've had. I lost a lot of relationships. I lost a lot of friends. It shows you what's important in your life. It shows you what you want to do with your life. It helps you really get real with yourself and just have to create a new life for yourself. And it's so liberating. It's so amazing. And I wouldn't change anything for it, even though I did have some really freaking rough years and I'm still coming out on top, kind of crawling from them. I've grown so much, but like I'm still working on a lot, you know what I mean, in terms of like where I'm at in my life. And that all kind of comes down to career and stuff, I think, for me. But you know what I'm saying? It, you need to do it if you want to do it and just know, you know what I mean? It's worth it. You, it, but it won't be easy. So just be prepared. If it isn't a smooth sailing ride for you, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that things are just going to get a little shaken up maybe from time to time before they get smooth sailing where you want to go. But that's normal and that's life and it's all part of the journey. Number 15, if someone doesn't want to be in your life, don't try to make them stay. If it comes, let it. If it goes, let it. We don't want what isn't meant for us. If someone doesn't want to be in our life, why the hell are we going to try to tell them that we want them to be in there? That's ridiculous. What are we gonna do? Hold their hand and try to keep them there forever, holding them hostage? Ew, disgusting. Let me go throw up. I've been in those situations where I've wanted something to work with someone who just wasn't able to see my value and my worth for what it is. And that's nothing against that person. We just didn't align, you know? And that just means we weren't meant to be. And that could even be in friendships. If people are treating you like you don't matter. Take that as a sign to get out of there. You're going to find people who are going to treat you the way you deserve to be treated and vice versa. You know, it's all just unfortunately things that happen in life. So again, if it comes, let it. If it goes, let it. And that applies to everything, but it is so true. Why are we about to try and force something? Ew, no, absolutely not. Okay, we do not do that. We want what gravitates towards us and what feels good to us and what wants to stay. We don't make things stay. Things just stay because they know they should stay. The very best things in life come natural, unplanned, and just you wouldn't even have expected it, but it comes out so much better than you could have ever imagined. The good things are normally easy. If it's really hard, it might be another sign. Not to say that everything, you know what I mean, is easy, but if it's, if it's seeming like you're doing too much work for something that's just not really giving you much, Again, might be a sign, let it go. Number 16 is genuinely so important and I think that it has grounded me in so many times of my life, but you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Even though your mind's telling you that maybe you need to do all these things and get somewhere else and maybe you're like stressed out about something you did before in the past, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now in this moment, even if you're bawling your eyes out, even if you're stressing, okay? There's a lesson in every single thing. Allow yourself to find it you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. You're right on time. So quit stressing, okay? You got this. You got this. You're just a part. If you're not where you want to go, you're in the middle of the journey, in the middle of the process, okay? You're still going. You're still trudging along. You're still figuring it out. It doesn't mean that you are not where you're supposed to be. Number 17 goes hand in hand with this, which I've already kind of touched on, but 
everything is working out in your favor, even if you can't see it right now. Why? Oh my God, I'm hitting all these traffic lights. Who knows what would have happened if you didn't hit all those traffic lights? Who knows if you wouldn't have gotten in a car accident and you wouldn't even be here right now? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I try to view everything. And I know that might sound dramatic, but you have no clue what's happening in your everyday life that's keeping you from very awful things happening to you. So that's one way you can look at it. But everything's working out for you, not against you. So again, you didn't get that job that you wanted. There's probably another one on the way that's way better. Same thing goes for a relationship. You didn't get that person you wanted. There's probably one way better coming up, okay? So like just hold on to your hat with that and find peace in the fact that you got clarification that something that you thought was it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna figure it all out. Even if it sucks right now, it's all gonna come full circle and you're gonna understand that that was really working out for you, not against you. Number 18, you can do whatever you want to do in life, but it won't work if you don't believe in yourself. I'm gonna be so honest with you, I'm still struggling with this one today. I think that I know all the things that I want to do, but I'm kind of having a hard time understanding. Like I know my worth and I know that I can do all these things, but sometimes your mental health has a really shitty way of making you feel like you can't. Um, so that's something I'm working on and I'm trying to grow through because I think that there's a lot of self-limiting beliefs that I've been raised with that are embedded in my skull that I'm having to rewire currently. So I don't think that this necessarily means it's intentional and it's not super easy to just make yourself believe in yourself. And I fully do believe in myself, but there's just certain things that I know I don't fully believe in myself in that I'm working on. So just take that with a grain of salt, but just understand that if you really want it. You really have to work on the way that your mind works around that thing because you have to believe that you can have it and you can do this thing before you get it pretty much. Like you, you might be blocking yourself from some of the best stuff just because you genuinely don't believe in it. You've got to believe in it for real. So that's where I'm at right now. And it's, it's really hard. I'm going to be honest in moments where you really, it's really hard to do so, but there are so many tools out there that help with that. And it's just all about rewiring the way your brain thinks. So if you have all these negative thoughts, just like on repeat sometimes even if no one would ever assume this like just learning how to rewire those negative thoughts with positive ones that goes such a long way you have to believe that you can get that promotion you are worth that much amount of money to receive it at a job like you can receive it a hundred percent someone might be receiving that amount of money at a job and they don't even have like the amount of worth that you have in your career or whatever or whatever, but they believe in themselves, so they might have it. Because I feel like in general, whenever you believe in yourself, that confidence bleeds through as well. So it's all a work in progress, and that's something I'm still figuring out to this day, but I know it's a huge lesson that I have learned. Number 19, don't take advice from someone you don't look up to in that area of life. So career, relationships, or finances. The point of this is, why would you take dating advice from someone who doesn't have a good dating life, who's never had a relationship? who, you know what I mean? It's like you want to look at someone who has something that you are achieving or aspiring to have, achieving to have. I don't think that's the right way of saying it, but you get what I'm saying, aspiring to have. And you want to kind of ask them or just view them as like get some relationship advice in that way, as opposed to someone who maybe has a really shitty relationship and doesn't know how to communicate with their partner. Why would we take advice in that situation? That's not really going to be super beneficial. Yeah, we can talk to them about it and maybe get their advice, but we really shouldn't be going out of our way to do that whenever that's really all you need to know. Like look at it like from very far back, like what I want what they have? No? Okay. And then in terms of job advice, if you want to be an accountant, why would you be asking a dental hygienist for job advice? 
You know what I'm saying? You'd want to talk to an accountant or someone who like around your thing. Or if you want to be someone who's at the head of their company, you don't want to be talking to someone who has never done that before. You know what I mean? You want to be, you want to be talking to someone who has that status and get advice from that person because that's going to be, or someone who's at least like on the way up or like higher than you, or even in the same career path. That's my point. If they don't have the life that you want or a life that you aspire to have, why are we taking advice from them? Relationship advice. You know what I mean? All the things. You get it. You get it. Finances. Why are we going to take money advice from someone who's bad with their money? You just wouldn't. So it's just taking everything from a step back. You know what I mean? Not personal at all, but always viewing things that way, I think is really beneficial and helpful. And it helps you to just to not take anything personal because if you go asking the wrong people for advice in those areas, you might not get the answers you're looking for. And you know what I mean? One from them, like they might not understand it to the degree that you want them to. And that's just normal. And that's just life. You know what I mean? So not taking anything personal ever is another lesson in itself that has been so groundbreaking for me. But I feel like I talk about that a lot. So I didn't want to make that its own bullet point today. But it is a huge lesson that I've learned too. Because nothing's freaking personal, okay? Every single person is projecting at all times. All right, we got six more. Number 20, friendship is a two-way street. All relationships are a two-way street. If you don't feel appreciated, respected, or supported the same way you find yourself there for them consistently, it's okay to see yourself out. No hard feelings. You know what I mean? Even if something's just not hitting someone and like you've tried to do something about it numerous, numerous times and it's just not working. It's okay. You know what I mean? Sometimes the fiddle stops playing. I don't know. I just made that up, but sometimes, you know what I mean? The freaking record cracks and it stops breaking. It doesn't work anymore. You can't really come up with why things aren't working. But like, if you know that you did your all to make something work or you tried to give it your full effort or whatever, that's really all you can say at the end of the day. You can't really sit and sulk about it and that's really all you need I always try to go into each relationship that I have in my life that way as long as I feel like I've done everything that I wanted to do and said my piece and that's pretty much all I need to be honest with you and if I feel like I don't need to say something that's also valid so if you're feeling that way at all or just not appreciated or anything and just in a relationship or a um, friendship that just doesn't feel good, just really take the time to assess it and ask yourself if it's something that you want to continue being in because you do have the right and the choice to leave it if it's not a healthy one and it's not one that's reciprocating good positive energy that's building you up and if it's bringing you down instead. Number 21, be mindful of your breathing. Everything comes down to how you're breathing. Moments of stress, anxiety, workouts in the gym. You might think if you don't, I mean, some people I feel like this comes easily for, but a lot of things that I'm saying does come back to anxiety for me. And a lot of it, you honestly wouldn't even realize it's happening unless you take the time to make yourself conscious of it. But if you notice that there are things that you need to work through in your life, again, trauma, anxiety, mental health stuff, whatever, sometimes you'll be more aware of the changes in your body. So if your chest is tight or if your shoulders are really high and you're stressed, like I can feel like my body when it gets stressed sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what the frick? But Breathing in general for me is something that I have to actively work at because if I'm in moments of stress or like I'm at work even, I'm go, go, go. I'm probably not breathing. I'm probably focused and I'm holding my breath sometimes. I've noticed it. And even at the gym, it's so important to be aware of your breathing and making sure that you're inhaling and exhaling properly. Or you could reach a point where you feel like you might pass out at the gym. You're not getting proper circulation to your head. Breathing is so much more important than you probably think that it is. Like it sounds so ridiculous because like it is so obvious, but it really is way more um, tied to our overall health than you would think. So take the time to just like 
be more present in your body feel the changes in your body do you have a tightness in your chest is it harder for you to take a deep breath like is it harder for you to do that because like you have to be able to do it and there's moments when I'm really like stressed out which doesn't happen a lot but like when I'm in moments that are really really stressful or like I'm anxious it's hard for me or it feels hard for me to get a deep breath so being more mindful and trying to um, work on this more is important. And honestly, that's why I really need to get back on meditating in the mornings and just like really focusing on times of my day where I'm starting my day off with like nice deep breaths. It really calms your nervous system. If you wake up and you're anxious ever right away, like right when you open your eyes, you're like wired, like, oh my God, I have to do all these things. Take a moment. I try to start my mornings just by before I even open my eyes, before I even check my phone, do anything. I just literally take like five deep breaths and I set an intention for the day. So like staying present and like showing, like spreading love. That's a lot of times what mine is. So um, it just helps if you set an intention in the beginning of your day, it really does help you like stay on track with that and find ways, little ways in each moment that you have throughout the day, even if they're, they are stressful to stay present and fully enjoy them. 22, just because you have a credit card doesn't mean you should use it. Okay, only use what you have in your bank account. If not, you will create a habit of living outside of your means and you can dig yourself in a hole of debt. No one really took the time to ever teach me this because like no one really did. Okay, I just didn't have that in my family, which I think I've kind of explained to you guys before. But by me not having that, I mean, obviously, I think everyone has a little bit of credit card debt, but you don't want to just be spending it because you have the means to do so. Like I have a great credit score. I always pay my minimum payment, but I, it's just something you want to be mindful of. Okay. Because you, the more you spend, you are probably spending outside of your means. If it's not in your bank account, why are we spending money on the credit card unless it's an emergency? Because you're going to dig yourself in a freaking hole, man. Okay. So I'm just warning you right now, look into it before you get into it. A credit card is important, but what you want to do is kind of make sure that you're paying it off at the end of each month fully if you can. Also creating a habit of checking your bank account regularly. That's another thing that I would recommend. That's something that I don't do, but I'm trying to get better at. The more you check your credit card, the more you're aware of what's in there, the less you're just mindlessly swiping and thinking like, no, that shit adds up. That's real money. Just because you don't see it in real life. Okay. doesn't mean it's not real. Okay. Yeah. So just be mindful of that type of thing for sure. I mean, I have two credit cards and it's just, you know, and then you have already like student debt probably. Like just be mindful of your debt. Be mindful of your purchases. And also another little thing that could help in the finance realm of things is keeping a booklet each time that you spend money on something, writing in it and what it was for, like the amount and then what it was for. This keeps you super mindful of the money you're spending so that it is real. Because the more that we're not looking, the less that we think that it's real. You'd associate without even realizing it. Okay, so the more that you take the time to write it down, you're aware of like, wow, I'm spending all this money on like subscriptions to Netflix, Hulu, HBO. You know what I mean? You can get more real with yourself, but you need to look at these things. Yeah, it might be scary at first, but if you're not looking, it's a hell of a lot more scary because you're going to get yourself to a point where you don't even want to look. And then it's like, what, you know what I mean? You need to know what you're looking at to make sure that you're making good financial situations, investments, all the things. So I advise you to do so. I don't care how old or young you are. It's important to do the younger that you are so that you can be just chilling. You know what I mean? When you're older and just making better decisions. Okay. It will set you up for success. You will build such a good credit score. Okay. So just research it. Look it up, get advice. Number 23, when dating, always show up as your most authentic self unapologetically and confidently. 
It makes you your most magnetic and it makes you radiant in who you are. If it doesn't work out with that person, at least you know you fully came as you were and you didn't align with the other person in that way. You didn't force it. You were you. You were fully you. Instead of setting yourself on fire to keep someone else warm in hopes of things going somewhere, know your boundaries and advocate for your needs when necessary. In my dating experience, which I've been single for a couple years, I have been told that they enjoy how authentic I am and who I am. And I think it's just because like, why wouldn't I be? You know what I mean? But like sometimes it can be hard, especially whenever you're dating and you're on dates or whatever for it to be, you know what I mean? A place where you feel super comfortable, but just know the more comfortable you appear and you just show up fully as you and you go into the date, not expecting anything of it almost like just no expectations. Do I vibe with this person? Not do they like me? Do I like them? And assessing it that way. It is important to know if you like them. Do you genuinely like them as a person? Could you see yourself being friends with them? Or is it more of a romantic thing and you wouldn't like them as a friend, but the fact that you're starting to like them a little bit, you're making excuses for maybe their shitty behavior that you wouldn't tolerate from a friend? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you ever notice things like that come up where you know what your needs are in a relationship or just in general, know your boundaries, know the things that you need. And if something's not being reciprocated or you feel disrespected in any way, know when to advocate for yourself because it's always important to do so. You are not self-abandoning yourself trying to not get abandoned by someone else. We're not doing that. So know what you want because people will show up and they will again match your energy and they will treat you the way that you tell them that you want to be treated if they, you know, want to come correct. The more you respect yourself, the more others respect you as well. By being fully you and feeling comfortable to do so, you're going to show up as your best self, which is what you want to be coming off as anyways. Someone just comfortable in their own skin, not caring how they look eating. Okay. I've been on dates where I literally was eating steak with my hands before. Um, and <laughs> Hey, if you can't, if you can't get down with me in that way, I don't really care to continue this. You know what I mean? If you're going to judge me for something like that. I'm good. Like we just, we don't need to continue. So just showing up the way that you would in a relationship even, or in general, I don't think you need to fill it to yourself. I think the right people are going to be attracted to the way that you show up authentically. You know what I mean? Not to say that you should be going out on dates, eating steak with your hands, but like I did get positive feedback from that situation. My point is stay true to you. People are going to like it. And I think also people admire it. They respect it. And I think that it might intimidate them a little bit, but it will show them how to come. They will come correct. I swear they will. And if they don't, you don't align anyway. So like, let's get up out of there. Let's get up out of there. Number 24, creating a morning and nighttime routine is crucial for being your most productive self. I'm laughing because my dog keeps trying to drink water out of the water bowl in here. Even though there's no water, I just let him out. He drank water out there. He keeps coming back in here thinking water is going to appear, but I'm specifically not putting water in it so he doesn't drink it while I'm recording. But he's doing it anyways, even though there's nothing in there. I gave him water. I felt bad, but creating a morning and a nighttime routine is crucial for being your most productive self. If you want to get things done, if you want to make the most of your day, I promise you, you need to be going to bed early so that you can make the most of your morning because you can't have a good morning routine if you don't have a nighttime routine. If you're staying up until one in the morning each and every night, you're not going to be getting up at the time that you want to get up each day because you're not going to be feeling rested and you shouldn't be getting up if you're not rested because your body does need sleep, especially if you're working out in the morning or something. So to get your most productive morning in and really make the most of your day, you really need that eight hours of sleep at night. Really try to create 
create a morning routine and create a nighttime routine. I have a whole episode on how to create a morning and nighttime routine. And I go into detail explaining exactly how I did it for me and what I do in mine and how it's changed my life. I have been off track with my nighttime routine and my morning routine and my routines for too long right now. And that is where I'm seeing all my stress coming from the most, I think, because it's hard to stay consistent with my goals and everything when everything's all over the place and everything's coming and going. It's like nothing. I need some stability. You know what I mean? So by creating a morning and nighttime routine, I promise you will be so productive because you create a little day before you even have a day, you know? So if you work from, let's say seven to five or whatever, you can have a whole day. If you get up early in the morning at like five o'clock, get some stuff done, get the cleaning done. So when you come home, you have time with your friends, your family, dates, your dog, you can chill, you can do your side hustle when you come home. You can do it in the morning before you go to work. Whatever you can do in the mornings to set your soul on fire for the day too and really center, it will make everything so, so good. So please try it out. Number 25, self-love is the most important kind of love. So get used to complimenting yourself, saying daily affirmations, and trying, trying, trying to limit your negative self-talk. You might not notice it at first, but over time you will notice how much you truly are able to love yourself the more you make it a habit to do so. You have to make yourself a priority, right? How is anyone else going to make you a priority if you're not making yourself a priority? Why would they? Not to say that they won't, you know what I mean? But we want to be showing what we want from other people as well. We need to be loving ourselves. We need to be setting the standard for how we want to be treated and how we want to treat others. All of it, all of it comes back. Affirmations, they might seem silly, but I promise you the more you do it, it's going to resonate with you and you really will. It reminds you. It's one of those things where if you get in a place, in a negative headspace where you kind of forget who you are, it can happen. Like you have a lot of changes. You can kind of forget like who, who even am I? You need to know and affirmations help to remind you of not only who you actually are when your mind's trying to tell you all the other lies and you know what I mean, make you feel like shit about yourself, but also any qualities or characteristics that you want to have that you feel like you currently don't have, you can create in order to show up as that best part of yourself. So let's say that you hate public speaking. I'm great at talking in front of crowds. That type of affirmation. The more you say it in I am statements, it shows our brains that we already believe that thing. Your brain can't differentiate between something that you already have. You know what I mean? Like they, your brain thinks that you have it when you say that. So definitely try to practice affirmations and just loving yourself in whatever way that may be. If you need a minute, you need to say no to hang out with someone. Do that. That shows self-prioritization. I can never say that. <laughs> Prioritization. And that's sexy, honestly. Like if someone prioritizes themselves, like that is hot. Like do you? Like definitely. So you want if you want that and you think that that's hot in someone else, why wouldn't you be doing that for yourself? You know what I mean? Just really prioritizing the things that you need so that you can show up your best for others. That's all part of self-love, the way we talk to ourselves each and every day. If you notice a lot of negative self-talk, replacing that talk with positive instead because we will over time create a new habit with positive self-talk. So just really showing up for yourself and finding ways to love yourself each and every day, big or small. You can take yourself out to eat. You can get your favorite thing at the grocery store, a drink if you want it, whenever you go to get your groceries. You know, a nice way to prioritize yourself. Like I'm getting my food for myself to fulfill my needs and my health goals and all these things and I can get a cool drink because I'm out here doing it for myself, okay? You know what I'm saying? It's so worth it and I really, 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 really encourage you to do this because it's going to be the best relationship that you could ever have is the one that you form with yourself. And 26 for my 26th birthday. So the final one. 
We are constantly growing as we go. There's always something that we can be working on and heal within ourselves, but it's also super important to allow ourselves to be happy where we are along the way, which can be really hard sometimes whenever you're just not happy with where you're at, but you will get exactly where you're meant to go exactly when you're meant to. So find peace in that. Obviously, I think that's kind of been the theme of my life, to be honest with you, for the past couple years. I think that I've just, like I said, I'm not trying to like harp on this, but like it really has been that detrimental and that like life altering for me to say it this much. Like I feel like I've changed a lot and I'm growing so much and I want to always serve as a reminder, not only with me, but also with this podcast, hence the name of the podcast, Grow As We Go. Thank you, Abby, my best friend, helped me name the podcast. She's the best, but we always are growing. We're always going to be kind of inching towards something that we want. So we got to learn to be happy where we're at in the meantime and find peace in the fact that like we're just chilling here right now we don't have to have it all figured out today as much as our minds try to trick us into thinking that we need to have it all figured out and that all these other things matter it really only comes down to you your values who you are as a person how you treat others and are you happy at the end of the day and if not how can we change things in order to change that narrative how can we alter our everyday life to kind of get us towards that goal and try to get happiness, I guess, at the end of the day. But I will tell you, it is hard to do if you are in a place of lowness or you've been in a place like, but you will get there. So overall, just always be patient with yourself. Always know that exactly what is meant for you is on the way and you will get there. You're going to get even more than you thought you could ever have. Okay. Like I want you to know that. And I want you to understand that even if it seems so dark right now, it's going to get so bright. It's going to be so bright. It has to be dark right now because if it's going to get so bright at some point, we have to know the lows to know the highs because if we only had highs, we wouldn't appreciate the highs as crappy as that can be because sometimes you can feel like you've really been low for a minute. But I want you to know that caterpillars are caterpillars before they're butterflies. Okay, so you might just be in that season of sitting, silence, growth, isolation to help get you closer towards what your actual purpose in life is and to show you exactly where your life is going to go. Everything's working out for you. And I promise you, we're going to be butterflies. And I know that sounds cheesy, but like you're a caterpillar now, maybe, or you might view yourself as that because you're going to be a butterfly soon. You're going to be flying soon. So just enjoy the process. And I need to take my own advice because it can be really freaking hard. But I actually, like, I always see butterflies and I, I love butterflies. I view them as like a sign. I always see butterflies when I'm really needing it. Like when I really need a, a sign, I literally see a butterfly. So if you ever see a butterfly, just know if you ever happen to that, that is a little reminder and a little a little piece of hope for you in those moments that you are on the right path and you are going to get there. I promise. That's my birthday episode. I hope you guys liked it. I wanted to give you just the first 26 things that came to my head, but it's wild. I'm 26. I honestly can't even believe it since I've been 26. So for the past couple of weeks, it has been a kind of gnarly, a gnarly ride, but I'm really trying to get better just in general with resetting after travel. And just in general, I think there's just a lot of things I'm figuring out in my own life. So Finding ways to make everything a little bit more enjoyable right now is ideal. But again, 26 has been really good so far too. There's been a lot of good things that have came from it. So um, yeah, it was a good birthday though. And I just think it's so wild because I feel like the more I go home, I love going home, but it always shows me how much I've grown. But I wanted to keep it as brief as possible. It's still long, so I'm sorry about that. But moral of the story, 
my life update. I kind of told you a little bit. I'm figuring out my life. I'm figuring out my career. I am working a little bit in dental hygiene still. I'm going to be picking up more with dental hygiene because I just have a lot of things coming up this summer with travel, music festivals. Um, you know, like I need money um, for boarding my dog for all those things too. And just also my bills and making money and consistent income while I figure out my career with content and figuring out exactly where I want my career to go. It's just a huge process. And I'm very grateful for being able to do the things that I'm doing. And I think there's just a lot of stress that comes with it because whenever you don't have consistency and stability in the way that you are used to, it can be stressful. So as much as I don't want to work dental hygiene right now, it does bring me stable income. So we're figuring it out. We're weighing everything out. But I'm also, again, like I said, growing as a human being every day as we all are and just kind of healing a lot of things within myself and realizing where I want my life to go. And that all comes with if you already have anxiety, it, there's anxiety, you know what I mean? And stuff that comes with that. So I'm just really trying to take care of myself and just work on showing up as my best self each and every day for my friends, my family, um, and also just me in my career and how I can improve and get closer to me and the me I want to be. So I hope that that relates, you know what I mean? So I'm sorry about the inconsistency over the past couple of weeks with the podcast. The traveling was part of that. And I didn't have it in me. And then also it was Memorial Day weekend. It was just, I was like, I need a minute. So I'm sorry that we took a week off, but we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming every single Monday, released at five in the morning, starting this next week. Abby's coming to town tomorrow for a week for work, but also for fun. So um, by the time this is posted, she'll already be here um, for a couple days. So she gets in tomorrow, me and her going to Uchi. We're getting, I've never been to Uchi, but in Austin, I don't know if you've ever been, but it's a really, 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 really good, apparently sushi restaurant. So I'm so excited to go with her. I'm so excited. I'm so freaking excited to have some time with Ab, but her husband's also coming, um, to town. So they're going to be doing their own thing a couple days, but then we're going on a boat on Saturday. So I can't wait to go on a boat. I can't wait to go on a boat. I miss them living here so much. Um, but obviously they love North Carolina and that's all working out. You know what I mean? But I genuinely miss them living here. So just a lot of friend time coming up. And then Sunday I actually have an influencer event. So I will be going to that. So it's like a, an Equinox situation. It's like a yoga, health and wellness, fitness influencer situation. So send prayers for that because I'm honestly kind of nervous about that. But I know I need to go and I know it's going to be so much fun. But um, I have to miss a girl's brunch to go to that, which we're doing. It's a good career move. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't want to miss girls brunch. I'm upset about it, but yeah, so that's kind of everything. So I will be again, like I'm hosting Abby here, which will be so much fun, but staying on my routines while she's here is going to be really, really crucial for me. We may record a podcast while she's here. I do have two podcast mics now because Shelby got me one for my birthday. So I love her. So yeah, so we might do that, but I'm not going to hold myself to it. So if you don't end up hearing that, that's fine. But me and her may try to record while she's here, but I love you guys so much. Thank you for always supporting me. Thank you always for listening. And thank you always for understanding anytime I need a minute and just always being there for me. I just really, really, really appreciate you guys so much. And just one last reminder that you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. Okay. I will see you next Monday.